This is the Intentional Leaders Podcast with Cindy Wetland, episode 33. When should you stop thinking? Hi, I'm Cindy, an educator, certified coach, and passionate learner on all things leadership related. It seems like just yesterday I was fresh out of grad school, wanting to make my way in the world, longing to make a difference to people, to team, to the business. Little did I know how challenging it would be. Fast forward several decades later, I've made a career of leading while teaching and coaching thousands of leaders to be at their best, most effective selves. Along this journey, I've captured so many insights, lessons, and techniques on how leaders become amazing, and also as leaders, when we get it wrong. I'll share them all right here because I founded Intentional Leaders to provide easy access to these kinds of lessons and equally important to help you build the presence, confidence, and credibility you need to be the leader that everybody wants to work for. Because I know leadership has its challenges, but learning to lead shouldn't be one of them. It truly does sound ridiculous, right? Just stop thinking and think about how many times you've said that. Let me think about it. I just need more time to think about it or some version of those thoughts. I know I do that a lot. And then you think, right? And you think and you think some more. And that's good, right? We think more and harder. And that means we're engaged in critical thinking, right? Or are we? Because what if my actual thinking about a topic is flawed, and then I just keep thinking in the same way about the issue? Is that thinking helpful? So let's say, for example, I have a leadership challenge. I don't like the way someone else is leading and operating. And I think about this a lot and why it's happening and what can be done about it and what I should do. But what if my thinking itself is full of biases or assumptions or emotions or even black and white thinking that impede my ability to consider what to do. How is thinking more about the issue helping? Or is it in fact reinforcing the lack of quality in my thinking and the outcome? Well, of course, the answer might be yes. So if you're a listener to my podcast, you probably remember that I taught a class a few years ago, and it was called Tactical Management. And I was excited to teach it until I found out it was all about critical thinking and problem solving and continuous improvement tools. And then I was like less enamored with the topic because I thought it was going to be boring. But um, what I discovered is some really powerful and really mind-altering lessons on the power of critical thinking and really to be more mindful of noticing when I'm using it and when I'm not. And the same for others, because I think sometimes more thinking and more time to think does not help the quality of the outcome. And what critical thinking is not, is not thinking more. And it actually isn't being critical, like negative Nelly, or evaluating without any kind of investigation. Critical thinking is really more disciplined. It is disciplined thinking. It's clear, it's rational, it's open-minded, and we look for facts and evidence. And this is such a great skill. And what I noticed the more that I dove into this topic is what you recognize is the absence of it. Or when someone isn't 
engaging in clear-headed thinking because it is so important. And especially again, for us, if we want to lead people into problem solving, better problem solving and better decision making, then we have to realize that the quality of our thinking affects the outcome. It'll also help us to deal with change more quickly and detect inconsistencies or mistakes in people's reasoning. There are so many benefits to good, clear thinking. So this is a really important area, but there are so many pitfalls that get in the way of us thinking clearly. I just want to focus on three of them because I think these are really three very common pitfalls that get in the way of good critical thinking. And one is rationalization. Now, (laughs) rationalization is the opposite of being logical. And what it means is rather than looking for evidence and moving to a conclusion based on the evidence, With rationalization, we actually end with the conclusion and then we gather evidence to support it. (laughs) The outcome of that sometimes is excuses. Think about when you have made a purchasing decision and then you justified it. I think I might have done that, I don't know, last week or yesterday. But the same thing can apply from a a leadership or work perspective. We make a decision, we come to a conclusion, and then we find evidence to support it. That's number one. Second is emotional thinking. Oh my goodness, this is everywhere. It means we're not focusing on logic. We're not focusing on facts. It means we're reacting to a feeling or even emotional language or wishful thinking or our emotional attachment to an issue. You'll notice this a lot in people's language. If you were a good manager, you would have realized the pressure I'm under. That's emotional thinking. We're making a judgment about someone. We're not using logic. Or if we characterize someone, make a characterization. Oh, that person is just so inconsiderate. We're also indulging in emotional thinking. We're not being clear on what our emotions are. And it comes out in our language. You can see that one a lot. It's fascinating. And the third category is just huge. So in addition to rationalization and emotional thinking, if that's not enough, let's explore biases. Cognitive biases, I find fascinating. And that just means there is an error in our thinking that affects our judgment and decision-making. And you know what? (laughs) There's like 180 of them. If you Google it, I tell you what, it'll freak you out. When I saw the index of cognitive biases, I was like, oh my God, I might as well just not get out of of bed in the morning because my brain is going to be derailed by all these freaking biases. Like confirmation bias. Think about someone tells you that a candidate is really awesome. Like they've worked with this person in the past and then you interview and you think they are awesome. And you look for all the reasons why they're awesome. And you might ignore anything that might be a red flag. That's confirmation bias. Or what about hindsight bias? The tendency to see past results as different or more probable than we thought. I knew we shouldn't have worked with that client. I knew they would be a problem. Of course, we didn't know that. (laughs) We only knew it in hindsight or groupthink, or the bandwagon effect, or the recency effect. I swear, if you go out and look at biases, I should probably do a whole podcast about them. It freaks me out. 
All right, so pitfalls. There's a lot of pitfalls to good quality thinking, but let's talk about some of the things that good critical thinkers do. And again, there are many characteristics, but I want to highlight four, four key things that I really see in leaders that are trying to do this well and trying to be a good role model for it and help engage others in these characteristics. Number one is curiosity. And isn't it funny that the most curious population is probably children. (laughs) They are so willing to ask questions and accept new ideas and be inquisitive. And then at some point, that curiosity, that creativity, we kind of lose it. So we have to get back to being curious and adopting kind of that naive perspective, especially when we know a lot about something. If we're an expert, we have to step back and ask questions and be inquisitive and excited rather than skeptical or negative or caught up in what we know. Number two is awareness. I have talked in the past about the Johari window uh, in one of the podcasts, and that's what this piece is all about, is knowing what you know and knowing what you don't know. This is so important to discover our blind spots and by looking at issues from a variety of perspectives, this absolutely needs to be deliberate in our thinking. If we are not aware of the lack of quality in our thinking, We're just going to want to think more and harder, and then you're going to be awake all night long, brooding, ruminating, (laughs) it's going to be exhausting, and you don't necessarily even come up with a different outcome. No one wants that. The third characteristic is flexibility. Flexibility in your openness to new information, or what if circumstances change? Does that alter your thinking? Are you good at managing ambiguity? when you don't have the answer without getting stressed out. I know so many people want closure and so they aren't willing to continue to reflect on an issue because they want it decided. They can't take the ambiguity of not knowing what the decision is going to be or how to solve the problem or how to think about it, that they move forward and um, try to have some closure that can really affect the quality of our outcome in a negative way. Considering alternative points of view without being attached to an outcome or even being willing to experiment with someone else's ideas. Will you be flexible enough to do that? Can you consider something that comes from a different source other than your own brain? (laughs) And that sounds silly, but you know what? It's harder than it appears. So in addition to curiosity, awareness, and flexibility, the fourth is common sense. And common sense just means that we're paying attention to the obvious. And it's frankly not as easy or as common as it sounds. And that just means we verify facts and figures. We check on our work. We check on other people's work. We consider the source of our information. Here's a few common sense questions for you. How many birthdays does the average person have? Here's the answer. One. (laughs) They only have one day of their birth. Okay, question number two. You have two U.S. coins totaling 55 cents. One is not a nickel. What are the coins? All right, the answer is a 50-cent piece and a nickel because only one is not a nickel. (laughs) All right, how about this one? If there are three apples and you take away two, 
How many do you have? Two. <laughs> Here's the last one. If you had only one match and you walked into a room where there's an oil burner, a kerosene lamp, and a wood-burning stove, what would you light first? And apparently you're in a, a Laura Ingalls Wilder <laughs> type situation here. What would you light first? Of course, the match. Okay, so enough of that already. Those are common sense questions. And a lot of times we painfully miss the obvious. So my original question was, when should you stop thinking? When should you stop overthinking? And the answer really is when the quality of your thinking is getting in the way of getting to a good solution for you. Here are some seeds to plant in your leadership garden. That critical thinking is essentially evaluating your own thinking for clarity, openness, and evidence. There are many pitfalls that derail us from good critical thinking. Just a few of them are rationalization, emotional thinking, and those 180 plus biases, cognitive biases. Oh my goodness. But we can actually cultivate better critical thinking through four key things, being curious, being very aware, having flexibility in our thinking, and applying common sense. So Christopher Hitchens had such a great quote, and you know I'm a fan of quotes. This one's beautiful. The essence of the independent mind lies not in what it thinks, but how it thinks. Your job for today, think about an issue that's been troubling you and write it down. Think about your thinking, not about the solution. And you may be amazed at what's coming out of your head <laughs> and what is coming out on the paper about your thinking. Do this as a practice and you will be so excited and pleased about how much less time you need to think about an issue because you're spending better and higher quality time thinking about it. Thank you for joining me today, and I really do hope you do the exercise about writing down your thoughts on a certain subject and exploring them. Join me next week when we're going to talk about something amazing, even though I have no idea what it is. <laughs>